I want to hear the story, and probably not not for the show, but uh, I want to hear the story for what Harper's up to today. Mm. Yeah, no, he said uh, had to be done, couldn't make it. I don't know. So, I don't know. I mean, might want to cut that with a guy named the Enforcer. You know, exactly. You may want to cut that. Maybe, that might maybe, be evidence maybe. for something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we will not put this in the show. Yeah, he either had to uh, murder someone or. <laughs> Have sex with somebody. I don't know. There's lots of options. <laughs> I what think there's that? more than those options. But no, that's the only two. Fit somebody for a pair of cement shoes. If you know what I mean? Because, <laughs> I mean, you can time, like, eating and drinking and still be home. Like, the things that will derail you from getting home on time is having sex or murdering. Hmm. Or traffic. Yeah, but that's not had to be done. Well, maybe sitting and you know sitting in traffic and politely uh, waiting your turn. Maybe that's what had to be done at that time. <laughs> that's not what the enforcer does. No, yeah, I agree. <laughs> he also has like a computer car maybe if he's that the can, enabler. He has something. a computer car that can find him an easier way. Yeah, can't that thing yeah. fly at this point? <laughs> it pretty much can. As long as you pay for the upgrade. The car is not the reason he was not here. <laughs> All right. We promise that. All right. Let's do this. You look so sexy, Joe. You really do. You look great <laughs> in this camera. It's like we haven't seen him with lights on for I know. I know. over a year. I, I, need to, I need to get a new camera. You're a new man. Oh, you know what? I see my old camera. It says, it says Dungeon Edition. <laughs> It just got a permanent dungeon filter. Everybody at work is telling you that they can't see you, and it looks like you're in a cave, and you're like, "This is just fine." I mean, yeah, I don't like. I'm here to do my job, like not not to look good for for you know strangers over the internet. They're not strangers, but is is part of your job looking good the, or no? Not normally. Mm, right. It's just what you do. Yeah, I mean. It's maybe part of the job, but it's, you know, they don't ask me to do it. <laughs> I guess it's implied. But when you send in your application, it has a headshot attached. <laughs> of course, that's what they need Frank. in IT. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, I have seen, not a high percentage, but a, a percentage above, ze- a non-zero percentage of... of Resumes I have seen have headshots on them. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. it is what it is. But and you hire only the sexy people, even if they're bad at IT, right? God, I am not in a place where I can have sexy and competent people on my team. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because that's all I have on my team. You know. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. 
Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch in unbeatable goodness. Uh, S-Town, coming your way. What do we do? What's the... What? Isn't that our show, right? We do S-Town? Welcome, Pacers fans. We're, we're a popular podcast. I'm starting over. <laughs> S-Town. That was a random callback from sorry, sorry. a podcast that was popular like seven years ago. <laughs> I feel like what the NPR crowd's getting it. They're loving it. They're loving yeah, it. I got it. I okay. It. I, I think it, it was popular like seven years ago and then it got like a new life during COVID. Like it's not, oh, I'm it's not a, that okay. outdated. Okay. It was like, I didn't, I didn't know that. I'm out of touch with the COVID. Actually, I don't know. Renaissance. Oh, I see. This is the. Yeah, I never, I never listened to that. Anyway, it seems like uh, it probably was pretty good. Yep, it was excellent. You should check it out. Yeah. It's very good. It was so good that it's a real story, and I did not. I thought it was a staged. You thought it was made up? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was completely made up. Yeah. No. I'm sorry, I derailed the pod before it started. Par for the course. That's true. That's on your job description. I'm, well, I mean, I just got off work an hour ago, so I'm not drunk enough to derail this thing. I mean, I can catch up if you want. You are at a bar, so. That's right. I'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome, Pacers fans. You were listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-ish weekly Pacers podcast. Today is... August 20th, 2023, and this is episode 659. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and former season ticket holder. This show, the name of the game is uh, the Schedule Pod. This is... uh, Schedule Pod! The schedule's out, and we're going to take a deep dive into that. And a a little more along the way, of course, but that's why we're here today. Joining me this week are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Shout out to uh, the Spanish women's uh, soccer team who took home the World Cup uh, title today. Um, I don't know if you guys have been watching the World Cup, but holy crap is women's soccer like really good these days and the spanish team i latched on to early they play joey i don't know how much you watch but they remind me of the uh oh the yeah. javi and uh iniesta yeah. era barcelona yeah. team just hella possession high counter press just get the ball back immediately score a bunch of goals Ugh, it's beautiful so happy for them and uh Despite the fact that they uh, had protested uh, vehemently <laughs> the Spanish Federation's support of them, which is basically nil, and they still won the whole title. So, yeah, shout out to them. The thing that I saw, uh, I mean, I, I saw a lot of highlights from it. I mean, I was watching, I was doing a lot of recaps. I just, uh, schedule doesn't allow for a whole lot of uh, game watching at the moment, but uh, I did see a goal from uh, 
the semifinal game, uh, Sam Kerr. Hmm. Jason, I don't know if you saw this one, but it was. Yes, uh, I did. Sh- it, it, it was a uh, you know a, a goal and a losing effort, but it was one of the most amazing goals I've seen. It's essentially a breakaway, and it's like I don't know. I'm she was at twenty five thirty and decides to just let one rip from there anyway. Even though she had a I don't know, felt like a pretty good path to the goal, uh, and uh, yeah, it was it was pretty baller. Go go look that one up if you've not seen that. But. A lot of yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff I've been following, and um, I was getting the daily uh, email updates from uh, uh, Football Reference. I get the so they they have all the, oh, the advanced nice. stats. I was checking that out. It's pretty cool. That's from Asheville, North Carolina. He's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles. John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? I'm recording from work this time. This is the first time I've tried this. I'm realizing there's lots of ambient noise. I apologize. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I had to get somebody to cover for me uh, because it's the schedule pod! And I could only find um, a non-closer to do that for me, so I have to uh, lock up. So I'm here at work. I hope it's not too distracting in the background. Get a little of that boom. Boom, 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 boom. Because we are a crazy club. It's not true. We're a pickleball court. Whatever. You might hear... Click, click. Click, clack. Yeah, no, it's fine. Ambient noise is cool. We'll we'll just be the podcast version of Philip Glass or whatever. It'll be good. (laughs) Well, before we get further into the show, we'd like to remind (laughs) listeners... That they can support the longest-running Pacers podcast. That's us. By heading over to Patreon.com/slash Undebeatable. Suck it, sideline guys. For the <laughs> new rival dollar per month. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys all have like, you know, press badges and you know, full-time jobs as you know, reporters. And exactly. Stuff. Yeah. Suck it. <laughs> yeah. They don't have the longest-running. Pacers podcast, though. They don't have that. I cannot argue with you there. So they can suck it. Alrighty. You're mad. You're all mad. You're still mad at Liver Eden Johnson. I don't get it. <laughs> I love them all. I love them. I love them. Before we get into the schedule, so the schedule, the schedule's been released, you know, across the league, and, and uh, you know, we've got, uh, we're here to talk about the Pacers today, and... There's, I mean, there's some new wrinkles in that, but we'll, we'll get into that. There's the, the the in-season tournament, all that good stuff. But before, there's like been some, you know, some some basketball going on with uh, particularly our boy Tyrese Halliburton playing for Team USA, 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 USA. Skola. Oh wait, no. Sorry. I just I don't know why I just feel I felt like chanting. Uh, so Halliburton is playing, and he is uh, he's pretty great. What have you guys been seeing from uh, I, from Team USA Halliburton? All I see is uh, next to his name in the assist column is uh, you know generally double digits. He's looking uh, pretty killer out there. Yeah, I mean. Uh... I've I watched the highlights of the first couple games. I think Jason, you've seen the most recent, but uh, 
they um, yeah they're bringing Halliburton off the bench, but he's the closer. He also when he comes in, he completely changes the uh, complexion of the game. He is pushing the pace, and he's getting these wonderful young athletes. You know we've got you know we've got a great um, USA team. Um, he's getting them easy layups. He's getting transition threes. Uh, he's also, you know, when he decides to shoot, knocking it down. Um, he looks like I'm not saying the best player on the on the team because I think Anthony Edwards looks like that. He looks like the alpha dog, but he looks like one of the top three or four guys on this team. And this is this is a you know a league wide honor to be on this thing and and. He's looking excellent. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you don't want to overreact, overreact to four exhibition games or anything like that. I mean, they're tuning up for the World Cup, and uh, USA basketball is kind of at a stage now where you know the the super top guys will only play in the Olympics, and uh, nobody wants to get cut from a team, so they don't even have like tryouts anymore. They just. Uh, slowly fill the rosters they like ask they go down the list of players and say are you willing to play with us and whatnot but it's still an honor and it's still good competition and will be good experience i think especially for a lot of these young guys uh including halliburton which uh yeah you know like i i think another part of the good experience is uh i think early on in training camp they got uh visited by some former usa basketball players including joey's favorite guy chris paul and uh, I forget who else the other guy was. Uh, Kevin Durant, maybe. Uh, and James and Chris Paul apparently had a good conversation with uh, Halliburton and Jalen Brunson. Get waved. Who are the, <laughs> the primary uh, point guards? Just about like how your job is to just set other people up. Like there's so many scorers on these teams. Like you know whatever. But yeah, so I think it's just a great experience for Halliburton and. Um, Wishing these guys luck in the World Cup, I guess, and yeah, go deep and also and just get fun some, to watch. Get some playoff chops under your under your belt. Yeah, fun to watch. Uh, you know, one of our local guys uh, just you know really excel. You know, sometimes you know you get these. You know, one of your best players goes off to you know play in the Olympics or whatever, and you, you know they get sort of dwarfed on a national stage. And and, and so far, it's been that uh, um, Halliburton stepped up. This has been great. Mm-hmm. All right. So the reason we're here today, the reason that we've gathered here today is the uh... <laughs> marriage, marriage, marriage. <laughs> we're here to talk about the schedule, the 2020. Let me get these numbers right. 2023, 2024 mm-hmm. schedule has been released, and I know that. Uh, I mean, I'm always interested in it, but but Jason Jason uh, gets his uh, reading glasses out and uh, gets him gets gets him tuned up and everything, and he digs in deep to this one. So, Jason, I know uh, you're excited to talk about this. What do you what do you see in this this upcoming season um, that that we should be looking out for as the season progresses? Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, yeah, this is my favorite. Uh part of the year maybe because it it's the signal that the season is coming the new uh all the hope is upon us right now and uh we can chart out our path at some level 
this year it's a little bit funky because we have this new in-season tournament so we don't know exactly all of the games in fact we might play 83 somehow you can't i can't make the joke that like oh we got an 82 game schedule like it's uh you don't know but yeah when i look at the schedule like uh, i'll do my nerdy thing and then we'll we'll maybe have some fun with it later but um i go through and look at back-to-backs first which are becoming less and less of a thing to be concerned about um in the nba so we have 13 of those this year uh by my count uh, which is very little <laughs> compared to what we used to do back in the day. But then you look at like the three and four nights and the five and seven nights. Those are the really like hard ones. And I counted a three and four as like you play a game, have a day off, and then do a back to back. And so we have seven of those throughout the season. And those are particularly hard. Like those are just wearing on on bodies basically. And then we have two stretches where we play five games in seven nights so that's basically a back-to-back a day off a game a day off and a back-to-back and so those are just particularly rough so we have two of those and the league does a really good job of minimizing those so not overly concerned about the schedule being packed despite the fact that the season doesn't start until october 25th which is slightly later than they used to start it but i guess they're just getting better at uh, scheduling these I think they pushed it into later into April a little bit like slightly uh, but, but just not like that a far. week maybe like I was really yeah. surprised as well like they you know when we first started dealing with the less back-to-backs I feel like they were starting in like mid to mid October yeah. yeah yeah so this is great mm-hmm. 13 back-to-backs is that the least we've ever had I couldn't tell you. It's got to be. Over the last few years, it's been around that. It's been around that. It's been like, yeah, the 14 14 to 17 or whatever. But, uh, you know, it used to be back in the day before they made this change. uh, It was always in the 20s, you know, so Mm -hmm. this is is great. Especially a team for the the Pacers who get very few uh, national TV games. They don't get a lot of those Thursday night TNT games or whatever. Right. Um, Which means they play on Friday and Saturday is how that breaks down uh okay so the next thing i look at is road trips uh we have by my count five of those this year that are three games or longer uh the first is in december and it's a really weird one so we play at miami on december 2nd and then that next week is like the week of the in-season uh the commissioner's cup is that what we're calling this thing uh, the, NBA cup. Indy, NBA the nba cup. cup yep so that's like quarterfinal semis and final are that next week um and so the pacers potentially could be playing in games that week or they could have the entire week off Maybe. or they could have no but aren't they going to play games regardless no so if you so uh, if you don't get out of the uh play in round which is the you've got to do the best of the four games that's to uh-huh. get to the corner finals. So if you don't, you know, whatever, do three and one, playing your, uh, yeah. But I thought that Robin. the other teams still played a couple games. They to, do so that they got right. up to eighty-two. Yeah. So what and happens? And they do that is, within that week. Yeah. Or no? So yes, you're right. So yeah. even you're right. They wouldn't get a week off if they don't make the tournament. They would have to play two games that week. That is correct. Right. Okay. You're right. There gotcha. You sorry about that so and those potentially well one will be at home and one will be on the road by definition is that right okay Mm -hmm. so this is not 
truly a five game set. Anyway, we're at Miami, and then there's it's even cup games that we can't know what they will be. And then at Detroit, at Milwaukee, at Washington, at Minnesota, which is a back to back to close that out, which is kind of a pain in the ass because <laughs> of time changes. So you go from Central Time in Milwaukee to Eastern Time in Washington, back to Central Time in Minnesota, which is just kind of dumb. Uh, and then the next, the biggest road trip is in January. Six games. We'll get to the month of January later, uh, which is entirely brutal. But um, in January, we have this road trip. Atlanta, Denver, Utah, which is a back-to-back at altitude. Uh, Sacramento, Portland, and then Phoenix. Oh, Sacramento, Portland, also It's back-to-back. also a back-to-back, yeah. Uh, so that is a brutal road trip. Uh, and then we have two three-game road trips, which seem piddly these days. But uh, in February, we go New York, Charlotte, Toronto, which is actually very friendly. And then in March, uh, New Orleans, San Antonio, and Dallas. And then the last road trip is at the end of March, uh, Detroit, Golden State, the Lakers, the Clippers, which is a back-to-back in the same building, uh, and then Chicago to close that one out. And now in the last, uh, I would say, since the COVID, since the bubble season, I guess, they have started really working in more of these like homestands where you don't have to travel as much back and forth. And so now we have five homestands of at least three games or more. Uh, The first is in November, Cleveland, Charlotte, San Antonio, Utah, and Milwaukee. That's amazing. uh, A couple back-to-backs in there. Um, and then later in November, Toronto, Detroit, Portland. And then in January, Milwaukee, Atlanta, Boston. That's a back-to-back. Atlanta, Boston's a back-to-back. And then Boston again in Washington. Uh, and then later in January, another homestand, Denver, Philly, Phoenix, which is a back-to-back, and Memphis. That is a brutal homestand. And then uh, <laughs> in February... Detroit, Dallas, Toronto, New Orleans, Pelicans. So that's my bird's eye view of it. Um, You know, those are the big stretches that we'll probably talk about. Uh, And then I kind of go through and look at, like, what are going to be tough stretches. And it's an interesting schedule this year in that there's really only one brutal stretch that I found. And I'm sure Colson will disagree, but it is the entire month of January. So, so if you'll permit me to read off the sked in January, uh, we play four, seven, 11, 15, 17 games. Uh, 16 of those, no, sorry, 15 of those are against playoff teams from last season. So we do Milwaukee away, Milwaukee at home, Atlanta, Boston, Boston, Washington, we get a break, Atlanta, Denver, Utah, I guess that's a break, but Utah was also good last year. Uh, Sacramento, Portland, Phoenix, Denver, Philly. Oh, I guess Portland was in playoff team, sorry. Phoenix, Denver, Philly, Phoenix, Memphis, Boston. <laughs> like, that's an insane stretch of basketball. Well, you're also, um, you've got uh, three back-to-backs in that as well. Yep. Um, you've got the... Uh, you've got a six-game road trip. In the middle six of that. Game, six game road trip in the middle of it. Three backs to backs. And for, and I would say coming home 
we're not even really coming home. Out of January, you got at New York and then Sacramento. Right. Um, yeah. the February 1st and 2nd, which is another back-to-back. So basically, I'm with you. Starting January 1st through February 2nd, it's four back-to-backs with a six-game road trip in the middle of it. Um, this is brutal. And and yeah. and there's there's no there's no gimmies, right? So like, um, yeah, Utah didn't go to the playoffs last year, but they're on the second night of a back to back at altitude, right? Um, Portland didn't go to the playoffs last, or they did, but they're not going to this year probably. But there's second night of a back to back, you know, on the road. I mean, it's just it is absolutely brutal. I mean, it's assuaged a little bit because of these home stands. So it's basically like. A big home stand, a big road stand, and then a big home stand. Yeah, but so it's like January, it's not like they have to deal with travel no, constantly throughout the, the month as well. But January, the home stand is Milwaukee, Atlanta, Boston twice, then Washington. No, it's hard, right? Yeah, like those sure. are those are the hard teams outside of Washington. Um, I so Jason, let me let me tell you my perspective and see what you think. Um, I feel like uh, the NBA wants us to succeed. Hmm. I feel like this is the conspiracy, easy, Colson. This right. is the easiest schedule I have ever seen since we've started doing this podcast. We do this. We do a schedule pod every time. You can go back and listen to the tape. Maybe I've said this before, but this is cake. Like, <laughs> I mean, thirteen. No, no, I mean, no. Seriously, you, said you weren't drunk, my man. No, no, no. <laughs> thirteen. Okay, look, thirteen back to backs. Five of those back to backs are home and homes. Yep. Like. That's, That's not true. that difficult. The The sixth one is in L.A., so they, you don't even have to travel. So it's like L.A., right. Lakers, L.A., Clippers. So, like, yep. there's not travel in between the, the, the back-to-backs. Um, you know, the rest of them are home and road, but, like, that's half of the back-to-backs are um, softened by the fact that you don't have to travel. Um, mm-hmm. We open at home on the opening night, which is great. Um, we're playing Washington. At Cleveland, Cleveland's good, and we're on the road. Chicago, I think they're, you know, mediocre. At Boston's tough. Cleveland's tough. Charlotte's not tough. San Antonio might be frisky. Utah might be frisky. These are all winnable games. You can easily go, I mean, at the very least 500 in these first, you know, eight games. If you're playing well, you can do much better than that. Um mm-hmm. Then we're talking about Milwaukee, Philly, Orlando, Atlanta, Toronto, Detroit, Portland. Like, these are very winnable games, right? Um, I feel like they just sort of put it on a platter for us, um, you know, around the cup. And, you know, maybe we do well in the cup. Maybe we get to go play extra games. If not, we fill in. But, like, I, I'm going to be rooting for things happening in November um, on these Tuesdays and Fridays. Uh, so... That's Philly first we'd play. Um, Cleveland's the first one. Oh, Cleveland's the first one. Mm-hmm. November 3rd. And then we play Philly um, on the 14th. We play Atlanta on the 21st. And we play Detroit on the 24th. Like, I'm going to be super in, engaged in that and excited, but I think the team's just going to be playing well because these are, these are winnable games. Uh, then you got a, a road, uh, road game, you know, one of these uh, – one of the things that you, you talked about during uh, COVID, there's going to be more ha- home stands. There's also more of these sort of baseball series where mm-hmm. you play the sure. same team twice. Um, so uh, the 12th and the 14th of November, we play Philly twice on the road. 
we come out of that and play November 30th and December 2nd, Miami twice on the road. Um, you know, that's tough, but you also don't have to travel, you know? I mean, you're just kind of hanging out there. Um, mm-hmm. it sounds like it's cake, dude. Oh, leave me alone. <laughs> uh, but look, so this this, whor- this sort of, uh, you know, we've got a road, uh, you know, this you, you mentioned this road trip. It's Miami, Miami, Detroit, Milwaukee, Washington, Minnesota. Um, that's a long time to be away from home. Um, and there is a back-to-back in there. Um, but those aren't brutal. I mean, Milwaukee and Miami are very good, of course. But that's not, you know, a murderer's row. And then mm-hmm. they kind of ease us into uh, January, right? I mean, Charlotte, Memphis, Orlando, Houston, Chicago, New York, you know. And yes, January is brutal. We just talked about it. It's four back-to-backs. Um, it's a six-game road trip. But then after that, it just doesn't seem that, you know, we've got the all-star push, which is, you know, Charlotte, Houston, Golden State, New York, Charlotte, Toronto, Detroit, Dallas, Toronto. Like, these are all winnable games for a competent yeah, yeah, basketball yeah. I team. I totally agree with you. you yeah. know? The other nice thing is that towards the end of the season, like late March, like starting March 27th through the end of the season, which is April 14th, we basically play every other day. So there's no back-to-backs, um, and you can really start to get into a groove there. And it's not that challenging of a schedule. Really, I mean, there's, you know, the Lakers will be good. Miami's always tough. Cleveland's tough. You know, Atlanta, who knows? But, you know, there's Brooklyn and OKC's, and OKC will be frisky. But, I mean, it's the NBA. It's hard. But I agree with you that comparatively to schedules that we've seen in the past, I don't think this is the worst and is actually on the, I don't want to say easy side, but, like, the favorable side, if you will. I mean, the argument is, right, I mean, the joke is, and of course we can't make the joke anymore, is that when the schedule comes out, we end up finding out that I have to play, you know, 41 games on the road and 41, uh, you know, sure. games at home, and you play right. 82 games. And you're right, this season maybe it'll be 83. But um, there there are real challenges. Back-to-backs, travel, these things make wins and losses, right? Like, you can chalk up some if you look at the schedule, you can chalk up some of these things as being losses, um, just because of the travel and because of how people are tired they are, or whatever. I'm looking at this and going, I don't see that many just like trap games, you know. I don't see that many just losses staring at me. And this team, I mean, I, is that more of a reflection of your, how you're feeling about this team right now? No, no, no. I don't think so. Like I, like I said, I do feel like maybe the league was like, hey. We want this team to be young and frisky. Let's let the, let's give them some, you know, a little chance, especially at the beginning of this season, to get frisky. You know, maybe we got some momentum moving into the cup. Maybe we do well in the cup. You know, I mean, we've got this uh, All Star break at our house. Like maybe they oh, want right. the team to be relevant, right? Now the January would is, and, and it's funny you mentioned the word brutal, and I wrote the word brutal on my piece of paper here. Um, it is really rough. But I think that if this team gets out to a good start, um, similar to it did, uh, as it did last year, um, then they, their confidence will build. And as long as we can stay healthy, 
you can maintain even a brutal stretch in January as long as as, as yeah, Halliburton I mean, doesn't I, get injured. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, the key to this whole season, and we'll get into it as we start to preview the season, is t- is Halliburton's health, right? Like, if Halliburton can play seventy games, this is a playoff team. If we can go five hundred in the month of January, well, that would be uh, we're, that's optimistic. <laughs> we're going to make the playoffs, right? Like, yeah. And I mean, I mean, potentially not even like I don't think we have play to. in level. Like, yeah. Um, oh yeah, no, I think like fifth or sixth seed. If we can go five hundred in January, how brutal this is! We're looking at a five or six seed. Well, yeah, and I mean, I think that, yeah, it. it if Halliburton can play 70 games, I really, really like our chances. And um, the f- the fact that he didn't last year is hopefully, I think, more due to, you know, they, a conscious decision of, on the team to sort of rest him. I I would concur. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so There was not pressure to win. Right. Right. And so he has otherwise not shown signs that of missing a bunch of games. So right. I think that... If we can keep him healthy, if we can, it, yeah, if we can keep the core guys healthy, which is always a challenge in the NBA, dudes are going to get injured, like it happens, and you know we'll get into it later. But this roster has a fair amount of depth, th- so you know we can fill in some things here and there and pull off some wins. I think. So one of the interesting things for me is that um, the new NBA Cup happens basically 10 games into the season right yeah um so it's it's immediately going to be a thing that i mean and i know that the reason they do this is drive interest um earlier in the season when people don't really pay attention right no nobody turns on the nba until christmas that's sort of the um, the go-to philosophy on this but um you know if this team is six and four going into the you know the cup and wins one at Philly starting to feel frisky like or whatever you know or um, or Cleveland you know I guess that would be Cleveland whatever but yeah I mean really it's like yeah oh it's, it's like five games. It's the yeah, fourth five game games. of the season yes yeah, yeah. yeah or fifth game of the fifth, season fifth game of the so. season right uh, yeah they just have them all bunched up together once you get to um, for us but yeah you're right it's fifth game of the season so there's no real way to to ride momentum into this thing I guess you know it's just no, we're just throwing everything really. at the wall yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the cup phase, uh, you would say, is, I mean, it is November and early December, but also it's like by the time you're done with the cup phase, it's the first third of the season, you know? Yep. For sure. So um, there's going to be stuff to focus on besides just wins and losses. I assume we'll have uh, won the cup by then. So. Exactly. They should just send us the trophy now. And by and by us, I mean not the Pacers, us. Like just send us the just trophy. The, the, uh, Joe, um, are you are you aware of what's going on with the Pacers on television? I mean, in what way? Um, so like about like what's well the... national television. Um, the Pacers oh, have one game on TNT. Yeah, I saw some of that. It yeah. didn't look like they were. Uh, it didn't look like the the national market was going to be saturated with Pacer yeah. basketball. Yeah, <laughs> January thirtieth, we're playing at Boston. Interesting okay. pick for that. I'm not sure what they were doing. Um, and then we play five uh, NBA TV games, and it's sort of like, you know, we play Toronto. The Lakers would make sense. 
Um, Milwaukee, which makes sense. Miami, which makes sense. But then Houston, I'm not sure what that gets. Who's, who's tuning in for the at Houston uh, Pacers thing besides us on uh, December 26th? I guess it's the day after Christmas. Maybe that's why they just throw us <laughs> this slop. But um, Like for the people that, that forgot which day it was. <laughs> exactly. I just, my, my thing is, I think this team's going to be very watchable. I think it's going to be very fun. I think they're going to play an up and down style, and I think they're going to win. Feel like they should put that. They should put that on a, a banner at the field house. John Colson says this team should be very watchable. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, if I'm if I'm you know making the the TV uh, you know schedule, I get that you want to put your big stars on this thing. But I'm surprised we didn't get more. You know, NBA TVs or maybe late night TNTs against the Western Conference or something. Because you know, I just feel like there's an opportunity for us to be frisky, and maybe they'll be regretting it once we're, um, you know, fighting. I for think a this is the 16. most I've heard the word frisky in you know, this <laughs> amount of time than I, I can remember. You got a lot of cats in your life these days, Colton. <laughs> A lot of pos- yeah, it's just hilarious to like look at the schedule of like, um, like the Lakers or something like that. Like, there's more. <laughs> there are fewer games that aren't nationally televised right. than there are nationally televised. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's always been. It's where the money so, is. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I suppose if uh, if we uh, exceed expectations this season, then next season we'll be on TV more, right? That's how it works. Yeah, exactly. Uh, any uh, final thoughts on the schedule outside of the fact that um, I think this is cake? No, I just want to thank you for the reminder that the um, All-Star game is in Indianapolis. Uh, so they're going to how to do something. Yeah, we got, we got to get there. Um, they're also unveiling the, the new stadium, right? They've got this whole outdoor space now. Oh, All this stuff's yeah. happening. Like it, This is a, a huge deal. Uh, for the city, um, sure and I'm super excited. They are playing the Saturday night at Lucas Oil, which I'm a little frustrated with, um, just because I think it's such a big space it'll be hard to enjoy basketball. But I've watched a basketball game there before, and it was terrible. Exactly. But mm. the Sunday game will be in the Fieldhouse, and I think it's going to be a blast for everybody that's involved. And uh, maybe we'll find our ways back there um, because this is this is, you know monumental for the city and for our team and I assume we'll be um, represented by one Tyrese Halliburton maybe a couple other dunkers or three point shooters or whatever and all the other activities So, Indeed. Um, I, I, I just did a I, you know I don't do the um, total win loss like I do and you know I don't want to be held to this um, when we do our predictions and the prediction pods coming up but um, my initial just going through this, because how easy this schedule is, I, I think I've got it. I've got to sit forty-five wins. Uh, walking away. I like it. I like it. This guy. This guy. I am so optimistic about this schedule. I I can't tell you what a delight it was. January is brutal, but it's nothing like the death march that we dealt with a couple of years ago. You know, what I mean, like. Um, this is more like the non-dairy January we had. 
<laughs> I knew you were going to come up with something, and I am delighted that that was it. Cake, he says. Cake. But it's non-dairy cake. cake. It's non-dairy cake. Non-dairy it's like cake. that. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's like okay. A, it's like a vegan cake. It's a vegan cake. Okay. So you, it's like the no, uh, you know, no load under, uh, like Alex, when I'm hitting the when I'm hitting the uh, dairy, you know, at my age. So I'm just glad to hear. Yeah, it's non-dairy, so it's it's sort of it's like easy to eat. It's a little heavy in the middle, uh, but really manageable to finish. Okay. That was more descriptive than I thought, but all right. That's our season, buddy. <clears throat> Vegan cake. Yeah, okay. Non-dairy January. Put that on a poster. Did you guys know that the they've got like a executive vice president of like scheduling now? That makes uh, sense. Give that person a raise. They're killing it. Evan Evan Wash. Um, he's led the group um, that that produces the schedules, but um, but I think he got. Uh, that they've been uh, maybe we got a promotion or something because he's uh, his name's been out there a little bit more. But yeah, they've done a great job, and I, I you know, I, I was, I mean, we everyone was like, after the pandemic, or you know, basically after the the pandemic, um, sort of um, once the the season picked back up, sort of deal. That there was just like no clarity on like how we're ever going to get back on track, and not only do they do that. But they also uh, they got the season back. They got the, just the seasons back on track, and then they got um, they got you know less back to backs. There's a new tournament now. Like there's so much stuff going on, and um, they I think they've just been doing a great job. Agreed. Shout That's a good point, Jeff. To the NBA. <laughs> cake all right team well i think that's uh that's it for today uh we'll be back with you in the future sometime soon we've still got the we do we do have the uh the, the under google bowl still coming out right colson yeah actually you know um there was a there's a little bit of a dry uh patch there uh in july but i have um i've made sure that they're um under Google was all the way to get us the start of the season. Um, as you're waiting uh, on uh, basketball, you can still rely on us um, for those Saturday shows. Um, highly recommend uh, the last one we did called Armed with uh, Care Bear Stare. Um, we are talking about spitballing, and it is fantastic. Uh, and, and, and there's just there's just bangers coming out, and a lot of them are novel that you've not heard uh, actually, most of them that are going to come out between now and the beginning of the season are, are things that you've not heard. So check it out, resubscribe, or whatever you got to do. Good, good, good. All right, team. We'll we'll be back with you then. Until then, you can find us on. Is it? I don't. Understand. Is it X? Is that what they call it now? It's just Twitter. Uh, we're on Twitter at Undebeatables or Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website is TheUndebeatables.com. There's also a contact form there. You can use that to send us a message and email shout out at TheUndebeatables.com. For The Architect, Donnie Walsh. 
and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sucklinard. Turn out the lights, the party's over. Brilliant. It's a beautiful thing. You think they heard that over the uh, dubstep you guys are playing in the... <laughs> <laughs> so, so the yeah, pickleball, it... pickleball racket, the late night pickleball. Uh... Yeah, I just need to open the, the window and scream. Turn out the lights! Yeah, and maybe they oh, turn, yeah, maybe they'd go right home. There. You know, I don't know. Yep, that'll get them right out the door. <laughs> that right. and the fact that you just turn off the lights at uh, <laughs> eight p.m. Bye. Bye.